Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and it's Zine Thursday. And if you haven't noticed or you haven't checked it out, it's also like every day this month, it's Zine Week on the Daiku podcast. It's D-I-E-K-U, Daiku Games. So hey, go over to uh, search Daiku Games on YouTube or search it out. Uh, I think that they're going to have uh, also on Facebook here next week, only in a couple days. Monday is Halloween. And right here on Wobblies and Wizards, we're going to have a, an extra long Halloween special where we're going to have some special guests. We're going to be talking some monster movies with a few uh, game designers. And uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time. But also that Monday on Halloween, I'm going to be on the Daiku. I'm going to be on Daiku Games Live, and they're going to be drawing some prizes. They're having some giveaways. You can get some free zines. Uh, I think there's a $200 uh, gift gift card for Exalted Funeral and all kinds of stuff. So go check out some of the stuff that he's been doing over there. He's been reviewing a zine every day this month. All kinds of great cool stuff. Don't miss it out on it. And now I'm going to talk about the zine that we're going to talk about today. And it's a little different than the average role-playing game. I'll say that. This is called Dethroners. Now, I'm going to read the back. A world on the brink of revolution. The ancient titles of power unsealed. Battle. A divine tyrant for the right to tell the tale. So, this zine Dethroners, a game by Jebediah Berry and Andrew McAlpine, this game is uh, different than any role-playing game I've ever played. And I'm going to be totally honest. I, 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 I should have read this a second or third time before reviewing it. <laughs> now, it's not, I don't think it's a complicated game, but it's upon my first reading, I got a little lost. And the reason is... I think you're going to need to be playing it to really catch what's going on most of this because it doesn't play like a regular role-playing game. You're not just sitting there with a with a dungeon master telling everybody what to do and then rolling your dice to attack. This has a different structure, almost leans on a board game type structure. So what you get on the front cover is uh, the divine clock and then they give you kind of like an open area. You're supposed to rip the zine apart or you can go out and print off the pages. I'm going to probably print off the pages. <laughs> I don't want to rip this up. I like it too much. And you're going to draw a map on this together and you're, you're going to note out different points. Now, it's got this clock. There's this whole, uh, whole mechanism to it. That's kind of like how some board games do their timekeeping and stuff like this. You're going to play the game. The premise of the game is there's one of the players plays a deity, a divinity. And the other players are playing rebels who are trying to overthrow and destroy this god. So the way it's done is that everybody has different roles they take. Uh, there's I'll read some of the names. There's the Wind Whispersmith, the Wayfinder, the Lore Keeper, the World Walker, the Green, the green Mantle, Sky Sworn, Wild Heart, a Fire Tender, and an End Bringer. And there's a whole summary of, like, they give you a page, a summary of play, tells you what to do first, who does what. Now, 
the way it works is you're supposed to tear the pages out and pass them around the table while you're doing this because you're going to need to have that that page in front of you to play as you're going through um you're you're noting out the points and, and this guides you almost like a map and the reason why I, why I say it was kind of difficult to wrap my head around just reading it straight through like a book because it's not meant to be read through like a book it's meant to be played at a table and you're supposed to go from person to person in your different points and go through each page is almost like if you've ever played magic Playing magic, a lot of it's in the card itself and doing what the card tells you to do when you get to those points. Well, this works a lot the same way. So trying to go from front to back and figuring out how it would play out without me like having everybody actually interacting in the sequences and everything, I think I, I lose a bit, but I can see how it works after reading through it. And it's a neat idea. Now, one of the things that happens is that, uh, like, the god, the person who makes the divinity the god isn't the one who's, like, the dungeon master necessary that makes up the whole story. Different people get different terms and chances and opportunities to set scenes and begin to describe this stuff that's going on. And you have random roles that add different different uh, kinks into everything while you're going and then you have to respond back and forth. It's D10 based, so you're still going to make like a little character, character type sheet thing. And you're still going to have that for yourself, uh, either as a deity or as, as a player. And there's a mechanism where you're rolling, a pretty simple mechanism where you're just rolling 10-sided dice to determine who succeeds and who wins in said conflict. So... <laughs> if that made sense, I hope I articulated that correctly, how this game works. It's neat. Uh, I want to I start with uh, uh, maybe creating uh, some of these divinities because there's some random role tables here. Uh, and, and I'm going to start with the divinity creation. The story begins here with a greater power on the verge of achieving eternal dominion over the land. Divinity, create thyself. And now I'm using a 10-sided dice. I'm going to move some stuff around on my desk for a moment so I can get to my dice. And it says, roll three, assign one to each column. So I'm going to roll. I rolled a four. The first, and then I'm rolling a 10. The glory of, I rolled a two. The endless, and then I rolled a seven, storm. So the divine epithet is the glory of the endless storm. Um, roll on the divine epithet table. This may not be your true name, assuming you possess such a thing, but this is how you are known to mortals. I am known as the glory of the endless storm. And then the aspects briefly answer three questions from the divine aspects table. We roll any duplicate results. So let's roll and see what these three questions are you'd answer to create your deity. Five. How do people celebrate your holy days? Oh my. Uh, they take, they take a, they take the flower pot, uh, the the, wa the watering pot, and, and they sprinkle each other to duplicate the endless storm. How about that? <laughs> Three. And what guys do you sometimes go among the mortals? Oh, let's say that they go around as a giant storm cloud that never ends. And oh, I rerolled, so I says I got to reroll again. A nine. By what means do you communicate with the faithful? I communicate through the lightning and the thunder in the storm. So that's, you probably get more creative, take your time, work it out, uh, but you get the point. You're going to roll, it's going to give you a, an epithet, I think, a, a, 
epithet, E-P-I-T-H-E-T. Am I pronouncing that word right? I wish I had someone talking to me here. <laughs> it wasn't just me today. Uh, so that I can get some confirmation on my pronunciation. But it's it's interesting. I think that you can, get, you can have some fun coming up with your deities. Then you're going to make renegades. And it suggests like, like four or five people play. Uh, there's a time tracker when you're playing. So you're going to start your time tracker at a different point along the game to keep track of it as the divine clock. And you're going to kind of move through the different turns. And, and as you go through the game, it tells you what to do on the little sheets. So the renegade creation, let's go ahead and roll up a renegade. Roll Now that you know what you're up against, it's time for the renegades to create their characters. Background. Roll on the renegade background table and record the result on your character sheet. So it says roll three and assign one to each column. So I'm going to roll the first one is five. A saboteur four is thrall, enthrall two. And eight is the stolen wall. A saboteur enthrall to the stolen wall is my renegade. Then you make attributes. You have six points to divide amongst your three attribute scores. The attributes are flame, which include insight, magic, and wits. Shadow, which covers stealth, subterfuge, and precision. And steel, which covers force, resilience, and courage. Power and name. Roll a renegade power and briefly answer the associated questions. See the opposite page. So starting title. Oh, and everybody needs to start on a title as well. Uh, so the renegade powers, uh, you're gonna let's roll. I'm gonna roll a six. Ferocity. During a challenge, after the active renegade has rolled, you may exhaust steel to re-roll a number of their dice up to your steel score. What cruel custom of divinity's world fuels your rage? So what is the cruel custom of the divinities of the divinity is it that makes you upset, makes you want to rebel, makes you a saboteur? You're going to answer that question there. Um, and then everybody gets titles. So I'm not sure if uh, one thing that I'm, I had, didn't catch the first time through is that if all of the titles have to be, be distributed between everyone, like if you're going to have multiple titles, if they're not all filled out or not, uh, you'd have to, yeah, I, I'm not going to read through the whole thing again before I finish this to find out. Uh, I was wondering that as I was reading it, I didn't catch it. Perhaps I overlooked it, but everybody starts with one of those titles and there's those 10 titles. I rolled a seven, which is the sky sworn. Now, I'm going to go over uh, one of these. Let's say the, the Whisper Smith. So it tells you what happens when play gets to, passed to you. Uh, and, and the Whisper Smith, there's rumored title. Roll on the titles table and choose a new rumored title. So the, this it just gives you a, like switching your title to a different one. Um, it, it goes through like different different like like actions that you take and who takes up after you, who plays after you. So in order to actually play the game, you need to have these and you're going to be actively, each one of you be doing what's on that sheet. And it's a front and back each one. Uh, and then at the end, it gives you epilogue questions. So as you're wrapping up whatever you've done through the process of this epilogue questions, if you're side one or if you're side lost. So if the deity wins or if the renegades win, you're going to have a different question. So if your side did win, which is the renegades, 
What great secret do you keep hidden as you wait for a worthy successor to arise and receive it? And then if your side lost, what terrible rumors spread across the land about what you've done here? So you're going to kind of be building up the story and the lore. It seems like it's a so as as for a role playing game, it it plays a bit different in the way you're gonna be playing these roles and having these interactions. It seems so different ones give you different prompts for things to happen. Uh, the players, the renegades, are gonna make up and set up scenes throughout the process of rolling back and forth and doing what it says and where it directs you to do. You're gonna switch titles. Uh, things like that are gonna occur throughout it, and each of the pages kind of fleshes that out and tells you what happens. It doesn't seem like it's overly complicated, but like I said, it's, it would be like reading a deck of magic cards and telling me how to play magic. Well, I really feel like I should be pulling them out and doing what they say as they say it in order to kind of get a feel for the game, if that makes sense. And I think that it's the kind of thing. So look, when you're drawing out the map and everything, there's different areas that will get destroyed. And it tells you to destroy those areas physically on the paper Mike X's over them and stuff like that as well. So it's very uh very involved. It, it gets everyone kind of kind of into the game. It's not like when you're playing a role-playing game, sometimes the DM does a lot of the domination of talking and, and directing it at often. And certain players can be do more acting than others and be more active. You gotta pay attention to that kind of thing. It feels as though everybody's kind of prompted to do an input throughout the process and help craft the overall story. It almost seems like a world-building story. The story you're building seems kind of epic in comparison to like just having a simple little adventure this week where we have to go fight a monster. Um, and, there's, and there's a character sheet type of thing at the back as well. Uh, well, character, it is a character sheet. It gives you name, background, pretty simple. Ask what your power is. Then you've got your three attributes. And then it lists the different challenges, the events, titles, and other things you would need to play. So it's all kind of there. Uh, it seems a little board game-ish in a sense of a storytelling board game that keeps you interactive and everybody adding to it. So it's different than, than our average role-playing game. If you're wanting something innovative, new, and interesting, I definitely suggest checking it out. And that is Dethroners. I picked this up on Exalted Funeral. I will put a link to it in the show notes. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. You could really, really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.